and welcome to Sutra Sidewatch, episode 17. I'm your host, Carmen Schuster, and with me hosting is... I'm Brandon from Apollo City Comics. And for our fourth and final time of this uh, recurring role, we have Roman Fruhan. Oh, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Dude, straight up. Hey, it's been awesome having you on these four episodes, and you are now our longest running um, guest on the oh, show. Shit, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Out of what, 16 episodes we've done already? How many? Yeah, I think once he did two, he was already the longest running. <laughs> uh, wow. But now you're wow. the champ. You're holding, you're holding the yeah. mantle. Sweet. You, you beat out Miles and Alessandra. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, you did it. This was an exciting time uh, because you know what? I. All right, well, we're talking about aliens. Mm, we're on our James aliens. Cameron month. Our James Comron month, as I like to call uh, it. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, dude, this was a, a sweet pick because, you know what? I remember watching this movie and not, like, really caring for it the first time I watched it. And, I, you know, it's been so long. I, I, you know, the Aliens movies, I'm kind of just, like, the first one's, like, the one for me. And then I pick up, like, around the Prometheus stuff and whatnot. And I like that whole lore aspect and whatnot. Um, but going back to this one, I was like, damn, this was dope. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> from what they gave us, it's just cool as hell. Like, uh, <sighs> uh, Roman, I want to know your thoughts as always. I'm curious. I'm excited. So, aliens. Aliens. What can aliens. I say about? I mean, what? I I am a I am a large man baby who dresses up in a colonial marine armor from aliens um i love the movie so much i i uh this film for some reason just does it for me in like it's it's not my favorite movie of all time right yeah. but it is it is fucking up there it it i i go fandom crazy for just this one movie aliens like how people go crazy for like star wars and shit um, never been a big fan of uh, Alien Three or Alien Resurrection or Alien. I've not seen those. Yeah. I st- Any of those? Alien the Res- I thought Resurrection was probably the best. Prometheus so. and stop it! Just stop it, Comron. Stop it. You can. Or was you Covenant, can. You was can, Covenant the best one? And you can. You can argue for you know like Alien <laughs> Three and what they were going for. You can even argue for Alien versus Predator. The not, first one, yeah, not the, the first second one. one, not Requiem, but Requiem's um, fucking shit show. But I think Aliens is such a universally loved sequel, much like Terminator Two mm-hmm. and The Godfather Two and The Empire Strikes Back. That uh, what is there really to say? I mean, um, I uh, I first saw this film by accident. I was a child going into Blockbuster. And my dad was like, go get whatever you want. You're going over on a sleepover at your friend Austin's house. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, and went up there as a as a six-year-old and was like, I want the movie with the alien in it. Of course, meaning E.T., you know. I don't know what E.T. means. I'm like, I gotta, I want to watch E.T. And the guy's like, oh, you want the movie with the alien in it. Okay, cool. And then he rents a six-year-old aliens. <laughs> and so... We're pumped. We're at. We're having our sleepover, and we're ready for this movie because we started it up, and it's not ET. But instead, we get to see GI Joe gearing up to like kick some extraterrestrial ass. I'm ready, 
And then uh, all of the GI Joes, all of the Colonial Marines are murdered immediately in like the first 30 minutes. And I am just freaking out and terrified. So this movie kind of scarred me as a child. And ever since then, I was in love with it. I never really dove into these movies as a kid because I was terrified Mm -hmm. of horror movies as a child. I don't know what I saw, like at what age that just strayed me away from like anything like this. Um, which is weird because like now Swamp Thing is like my favorite character, which is a crazy horror comic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I, I discovered it because I was like, I need to watch the Alien movies. I need to just sit down and I, I want to know more about it. And so when I watched it, um, I just don't think when I first saw it, and this was whatever eight years ago or something, um, that I understood how great of a film it was because of James Cameron and because of how well the story was and how great Sigourney Weaver was. Um, and I, you know, rewatching it now, like just understanding the story elements, the way things played out, uh, mm-hmm. how wonderful Sigourney was. And I've met her before. I'm going to throw this out real fast. Cause I love really? this fucking story. Oh. Yes. Uh, wow. I met her at Comic-Con um, during a defender signing. And I got to meet all of the defenders and, you know, mm. Charlie Cox is super dope. Luke Cage, super badass. Iron Fist. I was like, yo, I might watch your show. I don't, I don't know. What's up. And then, uh, he's a, he's great conversationalist. I'll tell you. He was very polite. He was very nice actually. Um, and I got to Sigourney and I was just like, you're beautiful. Like, oh my God, like you are amazing. Like you're, you fucking, you just kill it. Like everything about her. <laughs> and she was so sweet so amazing like in that busy like hectic marvel line they're scary it's like you're just like there and go and she was just she took a moment just to hang out for like at least a brief second you know and acknowledge me and whatnot i was like thank you and just really amazing in those five seconds i would love to have a full conversation with her because i bet she's just an amazing human being to like hear um and then i met electra and i was like you're kind of fucking lame so whatever and uh (laughs) damn Damn. I met you. <laughs> I was just like, "What do you do again?" Like, what? Um, but uh, also, fuck the Marvel line um, because I was getting a book signed and the poster. And they, when I finished getting everything and I walked away, they grabbed the back of my backpack and pulled me and was just like, "You need to give us either the book or the poster. You can only walk away with one thing." Oh, damn! And I was just like, "Fuck you!" And I've never been like grabbed like uh, that at Comic Con. So fuck that. But anyway, you drop so- you drop the backpack and you run. No, I had all my other comics in there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. And she, like as a female protagonist, mm-hmm. um, who who else matches her? Like James Cameron's doing, like has done amazing like in this aspect of just representing strong and capable and smart female characters. Yes, absolutely. Very much so. Aliens is definitely the go-to example. Um, but yeah, not, not only that, but just making a great set of characters that you care about every single one, like all of the nameless Marines in this, which are basically just cannon fodder. Yeah. You remember their names. Yeah. And you care about yeah. like what's going to happen, you know? Um, I will laugh my ass off because there's always the Hispanic character and they all look at what was the Zack Snyder movie that just came out. Oh, uh, a, the army of the army dead. Of the army dead. Of the dead. Yeah. It was a Hispanic girl with the red bandana. It was, it was just back. Well, d- uh, army of the oh, dead. Sam Wynn. I think she's actually uh, Asian. Yeah. Well, correctly. yeah. Zack Snyder's army of the dead is just a remake of aliens. It, it really fucking is. Oh, I could, I could potentially yeah. see that actually. 
Yeah. Like down to yeah. lines that they say. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't what? see them fucking each other over for a goddamn percentage. Said in both movies. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Hack. James Cameron. Very smart hack. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. um, just, just slipping in the Spanish words every so often. I just think it's hilarious when they do that. Like it's always, it's never like, I don't know. It's just not how they are. I was going to say, I live in El Paso, <laughs> Texas. Like, I know a lot of military. Um, mm. But it, I just think it's, it's just like that cliche Hollywood uh, Hispanic character. And she's just all oh, yeah. and whatnot. Well, um, uh, it, they all get turned on their head because they're, they're such big shit talkers. And that's mm. what I think I love about them. And they're they're all ready to go until they fucking get against an enemy that they've never seen before. And meanwhile, then they all shit their pants and retreat and get absolutely ambushed it's basically it's just vietnam yeah, yeah they, just... they go full chaotic to the point where they accidentally kill each other a yeah bit. yeah oh man yeah, yeah. uh frost gets, frost gets flamethrower and then he drops all the ammunition and the fire and they explode and they all just it was it like four or five <sighs> people flatlining simultaneously oh, yeah. Yeah, that scene is yeah. insane. Just seeing the aliens like come out of the wall. I think that's one of the coolest parts of that. That they it's mm-hmm. so textured. Who? So I know the artwork was done by H.R. Ginger in the first movie, and they kind of carried it over. Did he do anything on, with I'm, the second one? I'm gonna correct you real quick before someone Geiger? who's listening. Geiger, oh, I'm gonna, so sorry. Yeah, H.R. Yeah, Geiger. Geiger. I do the same thing. Like, I was uh, like, I was told by Ginger, what's the, going on here? <laughs> The the Jeff John series, I I still call it Ginger instead of Geiger too. I <laughs> always do that. Like, but who did the like art design for this one? Was it? I'm pretty sure they they just stuck with um, they stuck with Giger's designs uh from the first movie and just beefed him up for the second one let me see production designer because i know james does a lot of like the visual aspects like he sketches a lot of stuff out on for every single movie. oh yeah well that's him coming from uh that's him coming from uh what's it called the roger corman school Mm -hmm. of of filmmaking right there him and bill paxton that's where they met oh really yeah Mm -hmm. never since then bill paxton been in almost every james cameron movie (laughs) was he in avatar yeah no no, he wasn't. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he was um, in Titanic? Yeah. He's the he's the guy looking for the gem in the beginning. Oh, I was shit. 80 million years old. And he oh, sat there and listened. He's go. looking for the he's looking for the jewel of the Nile or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and then she just drops it and they're like, "Oh, there it she, goes." She pulls the oh, yeah. drops it. And the, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she went back to the scene of the crime where she killed him. It's crazy. James was saying, you know, regarding the Marines and whatnot, um, before we totally switched gears from that, uh, he said that he never really talked to a Marine before and he didn't like do much research. He just kind of like write, wrote the characters as he assumed. And mm-hmm. he was like, after meeting like Marines that would do stuff like this, I would never write them the way I wrote them. Like he's like, mm-hmm. I just, I felt ashamed of how I did it, which is shocking. Cause like, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is like yeah. the Marine and the personalities and stuff like that. But it's, um, it's funny because I know people in the military that base their entire personality off of the Marines and aliens. Dude. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. like James Absolutely Cameron, fantastic. James Cameron fucked up. Because yeah. he made he made the Marines very comic booky and like oh normal Marines wouldn't act this way. But after that movie, that's just 
that's Everyone just how too. they are now. <laughs> he accidentally set the precedent of yeah. like what it's gonna be like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I I gotta because there's the a Hudson alien... in every in every military. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I feel like the, the Xenomorphs didn't show up until what like about an hour and a half in. If you're watching the director's like... cut, I don't. Yeah, I don't think the um the Marines don't make contact with the aliens until like an hour, hour fifteen in. Yeah, yeah. so you get that whole. Really, the life on the ship gives you so much to connect with. You, almost not all of them but each and every like there's so much you get from each one practically not even just the ones that survive the initial like first attack but not uh, just that but you you get um you get even more character development before that with just ripley and yeah. and um you really get to figure out like the the character of the corporation wayland yutani oh, yeah you mm-hmm. you feel you feel in every scene them just watching. It's like big big brothers watching. You know, they they did they did that really well. In did the really well director's cut and it's the same thing. It's a special edition and director's yeah. cut depending on however your format you're watching it yes. or how they titled it on that <laughs> printing. Mm-hmm. Um did they also expand like the daughter's background as well? Yes, in the okay. director's cut, there's an entire scene of her seeing what her daughter looked like before she died, at the age of like sixty something. Because she, yeah, cause she was, yeah, she was Amanda Ripley. Yeah. She was supposed to come back for her daughter's eleventh birthday. Yep, and ended up floating out in space for fifty-seven years. Dude, that's such a cool. T- that's such a cool way to present the story. And, and it's and when I first, that's like it's a very uncanny thing, like feeling that because now she's a person out of time. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you? What do you do when almost everybody you know is now dead? And all the people in the boardroom are viewing you. Some of them weren't even born yet. Yeah. Some of them yeah. weren't even born yet, and they're just they're looking at you like a piece of property. Mm-hmm. They're just like they're like. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the three hours of me debriefing all of you in the boardroom, but uh, an alien that we picked up from that planet killed my entire crew, and so I blew it up in fucking space. And they're just like, so what did you do with the uh, $60 million of ore that that was? She's like, I can't believe y'all are fucking... And it's just it's so it. to the T, you know what I mean? Like, I, I believe it 100%. Like, yeah. Man, I can't believe Amazon was in this movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Waylon Yutani is just Jeff Bezos and Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The Disney but vision. You get a lot of, I guess, PTSD with her. Like, she's just still trying to come to grips with what happened. Like, every night she's having nightmares of yeah. what occurred and... To the point where like you know they're saying how many if they say she's seeing seeing like one or more psychiatrists during yeah. that situation yeah. before she's recruited yeah and there was one point where she's waiting i think and you see like it looks like she's waiting in some park or something and it's like a virtual yeah. background of trees and it the the realization hit me if you don't count i guess technically that forest and alien covenant there's never any green in any of these movies whatsoever at all. That that's huh. the closest you get to it until Covenant, Man. which is insane. Hell which yeah. also tells you kind of what the the future is like a little bit over there. Dang, you that's know? that's for as much as I've seen. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, it's very just like that technological like 
just everything's just kind of not even destroyed but just like unlivable you know um yeah or broken down civilizations and whatnot just things structures broken and what everything so uh yeah i never noticed that and that's one of those moments you realize like how far in the future she is and like how you know just realizing how devastated she is the first whatever i guess 20 minutes you already you already know what happened um between her daughter between mm-hmm. her being out of time and then just like having the nightmares it's like all that for her is like within three days yeah and mm-hmm. it's been almost like i mean 57 years that this has been like kind of gone and forgotten about that whole just concept trying to grasp your mind about it like if that happened to you that is great a great way for us to sympathize with our protagonists. Like you're just like, damn, I feel bad for this girl. But then she gets a uh, opportunity to not even like redeem herself or anything, but just like face her fear and yeah. go out there. So that's like another interesting approach. Like there was no promise of like, there's a queen or anything. She's just going to go face her fear. Uh, yeah. Pretty yeah. epic on that scale. And she, she even overcomes it all. Damn, dude, the queen Oh, it's yeah. it's it's pissed oh, yeah. mom versus pissed mom. Yes, they both it's, it's, lost which... their kids, and and now they're both fighting for what they've got left. Holy shit! What a showdown! And I I wanted to bring up like I I know that this film there's a lot of parallels to post Vietnam mm-hmm. and how we uh, treated our veterans coming back from Vietnam and and what it was like for our soldiers to go into a jungle where they would would not see the enemy type stuff but like when ripley is debriefed and they take away her license after the work that she did for them um she's just stuck as basically a dock loader which yeah. a lot of our veterans from the time were stuck doing jobs like that becoming truckers or dock loaders just and stuff like that hitting and the streets practically hitting the streets and there's absolutely no help for them until of course the government comes by hey we got another job for you and i love that they work the power loader back in for the end <laughs> yeah dude I, hell yeah i love that they do that no that's a great observation um how that just represents our soldiers and our veterans you're absolutely right on that mm-hmm. and just even when you see her apartment and like the hallway she lives in how just disgusting and dirty it looks yep. and they'd even try to set her up with somewhere no they didn't like... set her up with shit they chucked her in the first fucking empty space mm-hmm. that she had yeah it's terrible it's horrible and but yeah the power loader dude uh you know, iconic from the first movie, mm-hmm. and just the fact that they're just like, you know, we're gonna bring this back somehow and Wait, make it work. Was there a power loader in the first? Wasn't one? there a first power loader in the first one? Or am I? No, I'm mistaking it. Never mind. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I got the two endings of those two movies mixed up for a little. Yeah, bit no, there's no so. power yeah, there was, loader. Yeah. There's no power loader in the first one. That's clearly you can tell that that was a James Cameron idea because Avatar. there was a little fucking light on the top of it and it spun around. He loves those lights. Oh my gosh. And he, he likes that like mech style because I mean you kind of see that again. That you can say that power loader is the proto to the. The mech suits in Avatar, caution honestly. stripes, oh, yeah. caution stripes, and everything. Well, Avatar is is seriously just dances with wolves meets the Smurfs meets dances like, with Smurfs. All right, well, listen, listen. <laughs> the production design is straight up Halo, which is straight up aliens. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing my Ripley shirt today. Ooh, oh, boom! Nice. Well, not there. Well, she not. is. Well done. I had to I had to show that off. I got I got this at the um, 
at a screening for the first movie at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wasn't Oops. able to actually make the screening, but I was there to get the shirt. Hell yeah. That's sometimes it's a win no matter what. Yes. Um the yeah, the whole Mexu aspect. So wait, this came out in what, eighty six? Eighty six. And then the favorite. director's cut came out in nineteen ninety. And then I know he first wrote Avatar in like ninety four, ninety five. Um, but they just didn't have the technology to make it. So yeah. that's a nice little like evolutionary thing that he's kind of carried over. So yeah, I could totally see how he's just like Mexu. That's that's the answer. Mexu. Well, like, when did um so they didn't have the technology to make Avatar in 1995. Yeah, when he first wrote it, when he had his company, and it wasn't until he saw Two Towers that he saw Golem, and he's like, "Okay, motion capture like this, like if they can do it, we can do it." And that's, that's funny because Avatar already came out in 1992, and it was called Fern Gully. Can you tell that Dude, I hate Avatar? God damn it! <laughs> can you yeah. tell that? <laughs> oh my god. Dude, oh, hell God. yeah. I've always said that. <laughs> we've we've had a copy like... we've got a copy of Avatar on, on Blu-ray on on our movie shelves uh, at Graveface Records um since I started the little <laughs> movie section back there. And I drop that thing in price like every month. I think it's at like three dollars now. We're taking is it a like loss the like, is it the top version or is it like yeah. just a standard copy? No, it's the collector's edition. Oh, hang on. What I get there? I'll go get it. It's fine. Sure. It's like three bucks <laughs> now at this point. Oh, I'll take so it. Take yeah, it. no problem. It'll I'll take it off your hands. Two fifty by the time you get there. Like. <laughs> yeah, but by the time you get here, it's gonna be. Do I get a friends and family you. discount? <laughs> yeah. I'm pay you to take it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look, bucks. guys! They got five dollars ice cream and aliens for <laughs> yeah. just walking in. <laughs> that's hilarious. Not aliens, Avatar. Oh man, that's that's fantastic. You know what's funny though? Um, every time I get a copy of alien and aliens they sell pretty good um just because it's like uh the two beloved films meanwhile i've had two out of print beautiful steel books that zavi put out a while back of alien 3 and alien resurrection and nobody wants to touch those with like a 10-foot pole they go for like 60 dollars on ebay and i'm selling them for like 25 and no one wants them I'm damn. just like, damn, guys, fine. I might have to buy the Alien 3 one. <laughs> okay, Alien, like, Alien 3, it's cool. It's sad that you, like, it's what, you know. It's cool, but I guess for any. It, it gets you disappointed. Yeah, for any people who don't want aliens spoiled out there, I guess um, mute, it, mute this podcast for, like, the next five minutes. But, um Alien Three, just when it opens up, having wait, wait, wait hang on, wait, Brandon, you have you watched it? I haven't, but dude, it's been out for so long. It's okay, oh my, okay. I just want to make sure. That's why I wanted. I need to. I need this is okay. the Fincher one. Okay. Right? Yes, this is yeah. the yes, Fincher. This is David Fincher. So yeah. also, like before you spoil it real fast, I do want to say, like in whatever defense, that the original script, um, they turned it into a comic book recently. I don't know if any of you guys have checked it out. What? Um, but it's some, I forgot. Yeah. I yeah. forgot Hold on. about wait, that. Wait, what, what comic book? Uh, the original script to Aliens Three. It's a Dark Horse comic. Um, and is it a trade yet? I, it's I'll pick yeah, that shit up. No, it's a trade by now because oh, it came out. I gotta out get my store tomorrow ago. anyway. Perfect. All right. But it's now go that. that I've heard cool stuff about that, but I've never heard good stuff about it because I wanted to read that before I even watched the movie. Alien yeah. Three. So it's it's the original script. It's the original of, script of Alien Three. Yeah. Does that mean they're alive? <laughs> okay. Because oh, the shit. opening. Does that mean the, they're alive? The opening of alien three 
they crash land on a prison planet and everybody on the ship that crash landed died newt dead hicks dead bishop fucked up beyond all recognition and He's ripley just just alive yeah. uh and so, or so it seems meanwhile in in the 80s i know that there was a i know that there was an aliens comic in the 80s and um in the 80s the aliens sequel i believe if i remember correctly i read it like a million years ago um was whenever they landed the wayland yutani corporation immediately took ripley and then just like kicked fucking newt and hicks to the curb like 15 years later hicks and newt have just been training in like a barn in the woods just for years because they're gonna go assault the fucking wayland yutani corporation Damn. and get ripley back yeah that was the original sequel. They got ripped for Ripley. Yeah, and the, oh, they got ripped for Ripley. I want that on a shirt. Let's, yeah, let's I'm get a, that going. Aliens. You should sell that at your store, bro. Cool. What are you doing? Think, yeah. Get like yeah. an Etsy shirt for that or something. Yeah, but we'll never know. We'll never. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a we dark. Were... It was a dark horse comic from 1988. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's What's crazy is like all the movies. Of course, it's not like you know when we talked about Terminator how. They try. They keep retconning each other practically, mm-hmm. whereas like the only ones that seem to persevere through everything, no matter what, are just the first two. Whereas with Aliens, they're like, yes, everything counts, and it's like all the different movies, including the ones that Ridley Scott has been or his reptilian Ridley Scott has been making recently, and like if you didn't know, um, what's his face was making Alien Five. Uh, um, how did I just forget his name just now? Chappie, District Nine. Um, oh, that's oh Neil right. Blomkamp. That's yeah, right. Blomkamp was making Alien Five, and it was supposed to retcon mm-hmm. three and four, and it would just go. It would, it was, even though it's Alien Five, it's really Alien Three. Well, guess and he had all what, Comron? What Disney owns Fox now, so it ain't happening. I mean, it wasn't happening anyway. They chose Ridley Scott's yeah. over him anyway. And because <sighs> Ridley Scott's like, you could do that and make one great movie, or you could do like uh, five shitty ones and make like movie for five because sh- people will see it no matter what. And it was like, yeah. And they got me. I went to Covenant in the theater and I'm like, this is I, fucking boring. I wanna, I'm really bored. I want to die. I hate my life. Yeah. It's, We're it's never going to get a good sequel. But guess what? We don't need a sequel because Aliens ends. Uh, perfectly, it, does. it really does. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, don't need anything after. I don't need sequels to the films that I love. I don't no. really don't. I'm happy with just it stopping. You know, it's. I'm curious to see how they continued in the comics because they did that with the thing also. Mm-hmm. Um, and they continued it like all the way to him like getting out of Antarctica and you know finding the next group of like soldiers and getting yep. transported to like all this stuff and uh, there's an Apollo City Comics episode on that uh, so oh, check that I gotta, out I gotta listen to that yeah it's super cool it's like there's two sequels to it that's super insane did you um, read wait, did you read the, the thing uh, uh, comic book the thing comic book or the thing sequel comic books oh, so they no, were no. they were sequelized in wait so the sequel to the thing was in the comics yeah or like interesting because yeah. like it's a direct sequel like it picks up right after john carpenter's the thing oh wow because yeah. they they utilize um if you didn't know also they had a, a sequel technically and it was the playstation 2 the thing game. uh yeah oh, i remember renting that. that one from blockbuster for a while 
I was so pumped. I used to think that game was so awesome, and then I re, uh, I rebought it off like eBay. You weren't supposed to do that. You don't go back. It's yeah, bad, man. Keep that. I know. Memory. I know they say you don't go back, but I recently went back and played Manhunt one and two, and oh, phenomenal. Aged like fine wine. Golden Eye aged like a a Golden Eye. <laughs> Golden Eye aged. Golden Eye went from like the best game oh, ever to. Golden oh, I can't look at this. I can't <laughs> look at this at all. I can't. Oh God, it's yeah. Golden Eye uh, aged horribly, and yet is still better than the Call of Duty Golden Eye ripoff that came out in like 2014. That was funny. They made yeah, they made that remake, and it was like, so oh, bad. cool. This is still. I don't want to go back ever again. Still. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like it was like Modern Warfare Two, Golden Eye skin. You know, that's a problem with Aliens too. Um, I don't know if I've ever really, really enjoyed an Alien or Predator video game. Uh, I would say the same thing, but Alien, um, Isolation. Is is, cool? I, is fantastic. Okay. I've still it's never Amanda, beaten it. You play it. as her daughter. I've, That's I've, Amanda Ripley. I've yeah. still never beaten it. It is so goddamn hard. But I don't want to go back and start over from the beginning on easy. So I'm just gonna have to get my character to come out of this locker and try to escape this alien. Why don't you just get ripped for Ripley and go back to it? <sighs> it's just it's one of those games you have to have like a lot of patience with though too, right? Like yes, yeah. I, I had been following the release of Aliens Colonial Marines for a oh my very God. long yeah. time. Here we go. Here we go. A very long time. Comron was there when... Um, I was there during the whole fucking... We were, there. <laughs> we were at school. I I was so pumped. and We and all were. These guys, these guys remember me from college from just running around in my Colonial Marines armor, shooting at people with my Nerf guns. Um, this game... I'd been following since it was announced for the PlayStation 2. It was like 11 years of development or some shit. It's a game that keeps on. I keep on hearing new reports on, and I'm like, didn't that already come out? Gearbox. It was like, Duke, it was like uh, Duke Nukem Forever's little yes, brother, practically. Yes. Gearbox. Um, both of which came from Gearbox. <laughs> both of which came from Gearbox. Gearbox uh, kept scrapping Aliens Colonial Marines to release it on a next gen console. Mm-hmm. But what they ended up doing, um, which sounds like fraud, uh, was they said, we've got these people working on Aliens, Colonial Marines, and we've got these people working on uh, Borderlands Borderlands 2 or 3. I don't know which one. I think it was Borderlands 1 or 2 at the time. It was not. It was not one because okay, I had so already. Okay, so it was Borderlands two for sure because yes. three wasn't. Yeah, it was two. Um, which Ty, my best friend, loved. Gear, but uh, loved. Didn't you hate you hated the the cell shading, right? Was that the? I hated it because it was Gearbox. Okay. Now here's what happened. They said that they had these people working on Aliens and they had these people working on Borderlands. And what they did was they actually pulled like half of the staff and most of the funding from Aliens and put it into Borderlands and then put a review embargo on their game so that no one would know that it would suck. They dropped a sick ass teaser like three days before uh, the game was released, which convinced me to pre-order it, which I do not do. I don't pre-order games. But of course I did, because they got me. And then I installed it, and from from minute one, I was like, oh my god, they faked the E3 footage. 
They faked the E3 footage. And, which, by the way, they got sued for, and I'm pretty sure lost because that's false advertising. Yeah. Like a, so they, yeah. they, Sega was funding, Sega was publishing Aliens Colonial Marines, whereas 2K uh, under, you know, Take Two was publishing Borderlands. So they took the Sega money mm, and funneled and it into, in which, oh, so, that's even shittier. And then they also outsourced a lot of the Aliens Colonial Marines development to like another studio as well basically giving them some scraps as well and, and so you know what's funny it was all through that magic man Ma uh, randy pitchford was like want to see a magic trick and I, then did all this shit you know what's funny i've got i've got friends that are in aliens colonial marines um some of the uh, colonial marines that i march with in the dragon con parade um actually did mocap for the really yes for the for the game what i can say is great about the game is the sound design the sound design is phenomenal. They pull, yes, a tiny, tiny clap. Uh, they pull a lot of great sounds from the film and rework a lot of the old sounds. Um, fantastic. It is great seeing, playing as as some of my friends, like um, a guy, uh, Sean Mayo, or, or Sean, um, fucking up his name already. Um, Sean, who uh, his his armor says Romeo on it and his his uh, smart gun says Juliet <laughs> pretty great awesome um, he's he's actually in the game from some mocap stuff but uh, what a what an utter disappointment it's heartbreaking see and that's what I want I want like an insane there was a game that came out I think in the original Xbox and PS2 and it was like a strategic like alien versus predator versus human type of thing aliens aliens versus predator 2 for like the Sega something or or not Sega something it was, yeah, it not was the remakes but it was like a, a P it was a PC um, aliens versus predator 2 I'm pretty sure it was a PC game that was a great game for the time great first person shooter where you can play as an alien or predator or colonial marine sega released a uh remake called aliens versus predator in like 2010 or something the last I time i played it on steam was that was i think from rebellion I or say. rebellion or whatever. free radical one of the two um aside from the uh colonial marine armor looking pretty shitty um, and all the designs looking pretty shitty. Everyone looks like they're from the Predator universe. <laughs> it's it's strange. Um, playing as the Colonial Marines in that is actually pretty fun. Playing as the Predator is fine. Playing as the Alien is boring. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. That's the 2010 one. That's the that, I remember playing that, and then just being like, "Damn, this is not nearly what I thought <laughs> this would be." Yeah. That was a weird time. That was like a few years after, like they when they brought back was it Turok they brought back, yeah, as well. Like oh, they were doing yeah. some interesting, like they were bringing certain things back, older licenses at the time. It's like Predator Two. There hasn't been like a lot of like good games. You know, Concrete Jungle was interesting, and also Grant oh, Morrison I wrote it. Playing that one, yeah, Grant yeah, Morrison wrote it, that. If you're an alien, like you're, if you're more likely to be happy if you're a fan of the first Alien movie with Alien Isolation, because that's straight up just horror. It's based off the first type of game. Yeah. Uh, everything, with aliens. everything about Aliens Isolation is just fantastic. From a graphical level, a horror level, it's the game's scary as shit until yes. you get worked into a corner and then you're just reloading the same 100 saves over and over again. Then the alien Oof. stops being scary and just pisses you off. It's uh, whereas 
I put it in um, recently, a few months ago, and I was just I wasn't in the mindset for it, but I could tell I was like, this is definitely interesting, and I'd have to like pay attention and just like zone out into this game for a bit. Um, but I'm not a vi- big video game player in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, well, that's what I want. Like you know, the new Predator game is pretty interesting. It's online, exactly. Um, yes, it's pretty fun. You know, they made that and Friday the Thirteenth, and both of which have gotten a lot of uh, high praise. Uh, it's like you let someone just play as Predator and Jason so you don't have to worry about like weird AI and it's someone going like, I want to hunt people yeah. down. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, And I'm it's just like... Still a little salty about the Friday the 13th game just because they pulled the classic move, which everyone does now, of uh, releasing the game unfinished. Yeah. And uh, then about two years later, you might get a finished game. Yeah, mm. at much. least they didn't do that with predator at least the industry nice. now with video games practically it's uh, that's like, that's yeah don't look up listen Cyberpunk there's a bubble and it's going to pop i just don't know when yeah right <laughs> eventually yeah if you guys should check out our uh state of the game industry when we talked about that and up to it down to it i don't even sure. remember that you don't remember anywhere episode did we well oh well listen did did we did was that the one we had to re-record yes Oh. That was when we had to do a second time. What a yeah, that's why I don't remember it because the second time I just coasted through. It's just <laughs> like I I used all of my pissed off energy through the first one. Um, but I think I really want just like a good story driven alien game, and I think they could do it, and it could be astonishing and action packed. I want a James Cameron alien game, basically. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. just want it to be crazy and to be guns blazing type of thing, and I think it could be a lot of fun. But I do think, I do think it's time for it because isolation is out, and that's kind of based off of the vibe of the first film, like you guys were saying. Um, mm-hmm. But then having a, a a follow up of some sort, and it being the James Cameron action packed version of that, I think that would be like okay, we have two great well, games. That- we do technically have spiritual successors. Uh, in which it's a trilogy i only played the first two which are like alien and alien separately where uh, i think you'll know this franchise dead space is very much very influenced by the aliens and is easily my favorite horror game i've ever played and is probably my favorite sound design game as well yeah but the first one is you know it very much leans on the aspect of horror on the aspect of just like you're alone and yeah, and it's not just one, but there's a bunch of like necromorphs, which are like humans that were fucked up and shit. And the second one definitely is a different shift and much more action heavy yeah. than horror. Is you're not as afraid. There's newer enemies though, but you're basically packing bigger heat and you're just going at them. And but the still, pretty hard. Yeah, but still, still, that's not that's not the aliens universe. That's like if that's like no, if yeah, the of course. thing went absolutely out of control which that was like honestly it's like if the thing in aliens had yeah a baby. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. totally. which is why i love it so much yeah. Yeah. now no. um I, that's it's just it's uh, what what the dudes who made alien isolation they really just need to pull a james cameron and how james cameron got the go-ahead to make aliens this guy literally just walked into a boardroom full of people wrote alien on a whiteboard and stared at everybody and everyone was like yeah okay and then he wrote an s at the end of alien y'all started and they gave him millions of dollars yes that's exactly what happened the alien isolation people just need to do that 
Yes. Someone will give them money. I could just time. imagine there was like wrestling announcers being like, what's he going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, he, put us. <laughs> he pulled a capitalism. He got him with the capitalism. And it worked. And I would, I would pre-order that game. There you go. Yeah. That's no number necessary. <laughs> no, no extra. No, no numbers at all. You just need. To Although I'm make pretty, it a plural. I'm pretty sure the set of aliens is where James Cameron got his notorious. Um, how would Ty? How would Ty Robertson put it? He would his notorious uh, dickishness. Um, this man, the the set of aliens was apparently very tense. Really? And, oh yeah, James Cameron throwing a lot of fits. Uh, he was an American uh, working in the UK on it with a UK production team, um, and it's just a big old culture shock <laughs> for both sides um, because everyone in the UK was just like, "Why are they bringing an American to do this job? Like, it should be given to a UK director." You know, the first first film was done by Ridley Scott, but James Cameron came in with this idea. And uh, there's a very famous part where, like, tea time in in the UK is like a fucking religion. No matter what you're doing, pretty sure if a cop was arresting someone on the street and all of a sudden he heard the tea time chimes, he'd just leave the guy immediately and go have a cup of tea. That's, and the guy would join him, probably. That is exactly... Yeah, the guy would join him. That is exactly what happened in the middle of shooting on Aliens. The person came in... While everyone was working, he pushed in the little tea cart. It's like it's tea time, and then everyone stopped doing what they were doing, and went and had a cup of tea and a biscuit, and that's just what you did. James Cameron was like, nobody's fucking leaving until we get our work done, which he would be right if he was in America, uh, and that's where a lot of heads butted at that point. And apparently, he threw a chair and stormed out, and all that stuff, and people Gosh. were. People were, you know, I could be just misquoting this shit. Everyone could have just high fived after that. I don't know, but you know, that's... threw Newt also. Yeah, he threw Newt. The, the the actress who played Newt, um, she's British, right? Because I could hear the accent like that, whole, like half the time. I got, I was very confused I a actually, little bit. Where I'm like, I actually have, I actually have no idea. Um, huh. but this was the, I'm pretty sure this was the last film that she acted in. Vasquez oh, was for sure British, you know, right? Yeah. She also, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> she loved tea time. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Newt actually didn't even watch the movie oh, because wow. she was too young. Too young, yeah. I, that yeah, that right. was like her only movie. I looked. She's like not really in anything. I could be totally wrong. I could to be totally wrong about that, but I swear I heard that somewhere. I, I honestly, I did no research going into this because I thought I already just knew it all. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even rewatch it. uh, It's like you know when the kids do the baby commercials and they're like, "You ever watch it?" It's like, "No, I don't want to watch it." Maybe it's like that for her. They uh, also another fun bit of trivia. um, Michael Bean wasn't actually even the first uh, person who uh, that was going to play Hicks. They 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 had actually shot most of Hicks scenes with another actor. Oh wow! That actor is one of my favorite actors, uh, James Remar who um, he's most famous for playing Ajax in the Warriors. He's like the muscle of the Warriors gang in huh. Walter Hill's 1979 film. Wait, Ajax, isn't he the one that... Uh, he gets handcuffed to the bench. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love yeah. that actor. He, that uh, was, he's in Black Lightning. That was Damn. the original Hicks. Yeah, yeah. He was in uh, Django Unchained as yeah. two characters. 
Um, yeah, he he is the first person that the doctor blows his brains out, and then he shows up at the end of the movie as a totally different character, as um, Mr. Pooch, uh, the right hand man. Does he also get his man. brains blown out? No, he gets his chest blown out. Uh, oh, okay, so he gets blown range. twice. Yes, he gets okay. he gets blown yeah. twice. There we go. For, all right, <laughs> for all you listeners at home, James Remar gets blown twice in uh, Django Unchained. That is Tarantino watched the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that is he insane. That. <laughs> he just watched. Yeah. That's that's crazy that you bring up the his anger issues because I I was watching some of his masterclass stuff um, just to see if there was like anything he he barely touches on Alien for a lot of stuff, uh, but at the end of it he was saying to like basically how he acts on set he's like you know I, I know there's a uh, you know speculation on like you know reactions and stuff like that and he's trying to play it off like he's just like i don't think i was ever you know over the top or too mean or too harsh i just you know i wanted to bring the best out in everybody and the fact that like i've seen a couple of these already you know and the fact that he like had to acknowledge this and give like an apology but not really apologizing towards the end of this whole thing where he made them apologize probably well no (laughs) what you want to do on set as a director there is no excuse for a director losing their shit they are the captain of the ship yeah they need to be loved by everyone for every cog in in this machine to to work properly yes that's yeah. what you have the you first bring AD, out the best in everyone that that's what you have that's what you have the the assistant director for the director if people aren't if people aren't saying if people aren't you know on track that's when the director tells the ad tell everyone to shut the fuck up or else i'm gonna bust some heads and the ad screams quiet on set the director isn't going to scream quiet on set, you know, but James Cameron, he'll, he'll throw a chair. Jeez. He'll, he'll, he'll um, roll up his sleeves and go, I'll do it myself. I'm ready. Yeah. Damn. He's, he's always prepped, which, uh, we mentioned before we started recording today, we're recording on August 17th. Uh, James Cameron's birthday was August 16th and it's also the 35th anniversary of aliens. So it's like, wow. It, this was not planned. No, we did yeah, not know this. You know it was, how it's just I kind of funny. You know how I found out it was the 35th anniversary of Aliens. The fucking gun. Hasbro <laughs> Hasbro just announced that they're releasing a Nerf pulse oh, rifle. Uh, Neca Neca is doing it. Yeah. yeah, I sent that to Comrade today. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I, I, I just dropped a hundred bucks on that. Nice. I woke oh, yeah. up <laughs> and Brandon sent it to me. I go to Discord. Roman posts it in two other channels in the same Discord server. Two other people post it as yeah. well. So I'm just seeing like, and I'm like, no one's reading what anyone's doing. Everyone's just like, look, it's the thing. It's the thing. Dude, it looks sick. I wish I could do it. I wanted the Master Chief one when they put it out recently, but they also have some Batman. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even see there was a Master yeah. Chief one. Hold on, I gotta look that up. Check it out. It's probably I'm on very, Big Bad Toy Store. Oh, I'm shit. tempted for this. I'm just like I, my only thing was the magazine is only like ten darts. Listen, then... that's why all of Nerf magazines are compatible with each other. Just throw in a twenty-five round mag. I know, throw in yeah, that it, thirty-five round drum from the Raiders. Andreas baby. was like, "Yo, just spray paint yeah. a bigger one yeah. silver," and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot we used to do paint parties." That's yeah. right, we could yeah. totally do that. Oh my god! So I'm tempted. I might. I may. I may throw it down. Put it next to my Strato bow. But yeah, Brandon, you, you should have. If you went to our school, you would have been introduced to the world of fucking humans for zombie Nerf gun games, which was actually the cool thing to do. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> that's dope as shit. My school. It was so much fun, and you get a workout. You get a free workout. My school sucked. So it would have been sick. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> people dressed up. It was crazy. Before we stray too far, well, we've already stayed yeah, pretty yeah. far from the movie, but I do want to recognize like one scene that I just thought was amazing. And when I was watching it and I was seeing the cues that were going on, I was like, this needs to get brought up. But the fact that like Ripley goes to the queen and the way the queen is presented, how like you see Ripley's reaction to it first Mm. and then you kind of unveil what you're looking at and you're not even sure what you're looking at. It could be like a skeleton. It could be like a bug. I mean, the legs are look like just giant bones on the side. It's it is the craziest thing. And I love that whole mother versus mother aspect. But also what you get right there is like they're haggling with each other for a moment. They're negotiating. And Ripley sprays the the eggs um, just to be like, hey, I have the flamethrower. I'll spray the eggs. You know what I want. And then the queen like looks at like the other aliens and like nods them away. And then they like make a deal and like Ripley starts walking away and then Ripley pauses and she's like, I don't fucking trust her. And then she just starts fucking shit up right there. That- well, it's because one of the eggs opens up and it's like, Oh, you really thought I'd let you get away. And it's like one of those side traps, especially like one thing I love is it feels like there's a high, you know, the hive mind style there. Yeah. Where just, Oh my God. It's so good. It's, for that time i feel like there was just so it looks amazing it's uh you know i, I really gotta watch the original edition and compare the two because i feel like i've only seen the director's cut both times it's uh what's the length difference it's like is it 30 minutes it might be it's more than that well but so one thing that's awesome about the director's cut is my my ver- my favorite scene in all of the aliens in all the alien films is from the aliens director's cut. It's that sweet, um, sentry gun scene. Oh, wait, the, the auto sentry. Yeah. The auto sentry. That's scene. not in the regular cut. No. Oh, that's oh, no, sad. that is my, that is my favorite Dude. scene. You don't see a single alien in that entire scene and it builds tension perfectly. Yeah. You, you, you only it, see you them just, blow up. That's it. No, like, not. But, well, yeah, they cut to, they cut just scenes of the alien, but you don't see up, the wave or anything. What it's you scarier. do see, what you do see, are those numbers just counting down, mm-hmm. counting down to nothing, and just our people just know as soon as those those counters hit zero, they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I a, love how it ends so on ten, good. and you're just yeah. like, fuck, like fuck. Like just that, like you got to pee and then you're just like, I'm going to piss myself right now. And you're just like, I made it. I made it. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, it's, it's also like, cause they have all this crazy weaponry and when they run out and they're just using sidearms and you watch like, let's say uh, the Lieutenant, uh, he's shooting at one, I think Vasquez too. And it just looks like it's just bullets hitting it, but it's barely doing anything practically. And you're just like, oh, trash. And because, you know, they don't make it out and they're just kind of stuck in the hallway with the like with the bomb. But it, it's just insane how when you get to a certain weapon, it's no longer even feasible for survival anymore. And you're just kind of stuck. The o- but the only thing I think I don't like about the director's cut is the addition of the Hadley's Hope colony before oh, just showing the just colony showing or... the colony I, I mean it's nice to see it but I think if anything that could, that could have been cut that could be cut um, because you don't need it you don't need yeah. it yeah those nice. people aren't ever shown again it's just such a brief thing yeah you just kind of see how it all works 
Yeah. You uh, know, a kid on a tricycle, a little toy bike is going to get got and turn into a, yeah. another like but alien breeding machine. The, the difference is you've got Burke, Burke informing the alien, uh, Ripley of her daughter's death. Then you've got Hadley's hope before the infestation. The family discovers the derelict station, the Sulaco's deserted hangar. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Hudson's speech before they drop the you know state of the badass art type stuff. Um, everyone Ripley and and the the backup team entering the colony and uh, them setting up the sentry gun stuff. Oh, also Hicks and Ripley exchanging their first names. Oh, that's oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, their huh. first names. Yeah, that that's a big part that's a big part that i don't know why was cut for the theatrical cut i do love that it's with those two you feel that that romance without having to show any romance where you just feel you feel like they have a kinship almost Mm. and it's just very nice the way it's going there because it's like oh we're in the middle of basically a war and you know shit's going really badly but you know we can also still be human and that aspect was always really nice but um, you did mention like the whole thing of like, you know, Ripley going and facing her fear, going back there. And it's her chance to, you know, to close doors and fix everything that's going on in her mind. And she won't have to like sleep in nightmares anymore. But also it w- it's something I didn't realize even with all the previous times I've watched this film. I don't know why it never hit me, but the fact that, oh, yeah, yeah, she outlived her daughter. Her daughter's dead. And, oh, she gets a second chance there, too, with Newt. And yeah. I didn't... It never clicked until I started watching it this time. And I'm just, like, looking at it. And I'm like, how did I not realize this? Yeah. How did I not notice that, like, Newt is also redemption here as well? Where she missed her 11th birthday and the rest of her life. But here, she's practically the same age. And her 11th birthday is instead saving her from the alien queen. And going through all of that with her Mm -hmm. to the point where it ends up where Newt had parents and they only recently died, but it ends with her calling her mom. Yep. That whole emotional feeling that hits you right there. It's such a great, great setup in the beginning and it pays off very well in the end and helps her character uh, develop a bit. And you just feel so all that sympathy and that like hurt you felt for Ripley in the very beginning, you just feel all those wounds just heal, you know? Yeah. Um, and Newt was what a great addition to have the kid character, but it was just like a phenomenal performance. And honestly, like one of the coolest like ways you can incorporate a kid character. Typically, they're kind of just like whiny or fuck shit up or, you know, but, you know, even her falling down the little tube thing. It's just like they're in sheer panic, you know, like I can yeah. see how mistakes are made and she's she's already endured so much. Um she's worn out and whatnot uh but new all around i just i adored it and i think that ending was perfect which upsets me about aliens 3 now that i've kind of have an idea of what goes on um alien, yeah we'll, we'll a, get to that alien 3 point. is a doggone it alien 3 pun intended if you actually understand why i said dog but you'll you'll get it <laughs> um yeah roman's just like uh but uh yeah no it th- uh, that whole thing and it, it is a really honestly great story of just survival and enduring yeah and just growing out of your 
hardships. It's not like just that. an action movie to be an action movie. Like there's stuff in there and there's, you know, personality and character growth and development and it resonates with people and it hits you. It hits you really hard. And that, like we said before, that ending, just them escaping, pff, that's it. I don't need no epilogue, any sort of last scene to show them arriving and what happens to them. Like it, it, it ends at a perfect moment where you just know that they got out. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's that's it. You could just kind of figure it out from there. I'm curious to read the comic. I think I have the first few issues um, from the Dark Horse Presents stuff. So I got to check that out. Yeah, I want yeah. to check that out too. So, you know, I love, you know, the aesthetic of the Nostromo is really fun in Alien. But mm-hmm. for some reason, every part of the world in Aliens just it just like engulfs it and just goes even further. I feel like, and for the production value, you know, like it was, I had to double check again for the, the budget size of the film and I made sure I got it right this time. It's not not like with the Terminator, but uh, the movie cost $18.5 million to make in addition to like uh, film prints and marketing. But you know, with that value, yeah. Would it make back like 200 million? Yeah, it made, a, it made a good amount back. And, like, just everything they put into it with that money, though, is just amazing. Not to mention, like, you know, you're paying that many people in the cast to stake around in the movie for that long until they're not there. But it just... Everything about it, from all of its physical design, is insane because it feels better quality than a lot of the stuff we get today. You don't yeah. say... Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's, don't it's uh, so so crazy, right? But I look at it and I'm just like, why is this so much better? Why 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 did they put so much love into this? And then you look at other shit and you're like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. What happened? Isn't your budget like eight times the size ten times the size of this? Like yep. probably like two hundred and fifty million dollars you put into it and you couldn't even make a fraction of the quality here? What happened? Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Some of the costumes, I mean, they feel goofy for a moment or two when the aliens are moving, but that's like my biggest complaint. Um, One thing that was interesting about the costumes is that um, whenever the whenever the armor was made um, and it got on set, it looked very similar to the armor that we got in the final product. But James Cameron was just like, "You would not go into battle with this." I forgot what actor was wearing it at the time. Um, but he got the costume designer and he got the actor and he told the actor run as fast as you can straight into that wall. So he did. And then the costume exploded into a million pieces. Then James Cameron was like, come back, come back, but make him some armor. And so they legitimately made like battle tested armor that these, these characters could wear comfortably and, uh, make it practical. Um, and then Ripley's sweet, sweet Reeboks, Ma- Reebok Max pumps. There you go. Yeah, those Reeboks. Dude, they, they sold those, didn't they? Didn't they try to sell those recently? I don't know, but I want them. All right. Yeah. It was like the, they, they brought those back and they brought back the, uh, what's his face's shoes from Back to the Future? Ooh, we got some power uh, loader variants. Mm-hmm. Look at those. Nice. I forget. What, what's it? What, I forget. What's the character's name in. Um, more marty right yeah. marty yeah marty Marty's, yeah yeah marty mcfly his his shoes are also like they were like also something that returned <laughs> also with crystal pepsi i want to say oh yeah crystal pepsi crazy. you know yeah. they had the pepsi max uh back of the future ones 
Oh yeah. wow, they've got Colonial Marine variants too. But I'm Damn. looking. Um, I forgot. So you know, we were talking about. Well, shit! Earlier... I don't have five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. <laughs> you literally, exactly. you you could buy a fucking real pulse rifle for that. Oh my god! But uh, you know, we talked about how we covered Terminator, which was his second film. Mm-hmm. We never talked about Piranha Two, and maybe what I still have to watch that actually still. But Piranha's like, great. Ali- uh, I don't know about Piranha Two though. Uh, Prada 2 was the one he did though right yes. like Prada 2 the spawning okay yes. yeah so Aliens was his third film and you know later on we get such like a bunch of others but like key ones were like The Abyss Terminator 2 True Lies Titanic and a few others and then Avatar in 2009 and now you know for Avatar we already know like we talked about story wise you're just kind of like oh sure ha 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 Ferngully, uh Dances with Smurfs Dances with Wolves all that stuff but like everything else not story wise was pretty phenomenal in terms of just the production he put behind it and everything like all the tech he had within it he like he went all out like the thing is no matter how much like james cameron is probably throwing chairs and newts on sets and other stuff like that like he puts in insane quality yeah, into no, his film the, the guy's oh, a yeah. genius and, the guy's a genius i just wish, like yeah. actually yeah and yes, it's it's crazy to think. Like I, I feel like people even forget. Like he has four Avatar films coming out, and they're like every other year probably that they're gonna do it. But the the crazy thing with this, I just want to say really fast, is he has put a lot into specifically deep sea exploration for the filming of these movies. Like yeah. that, whereas the first one is very much like, oh, it's like you could feel it's a rip off of these previous films, and it's like on land. These ones are like very much sea-based and all this other stuff. I don't really know exactly. Who knows? He could be ripping off other film stories and being like, oh, it's this story now. And you'll be like, oh, I remember this one. So it's another Smurf spinoff. Okay, cool. But otherwise, like tech-wise and whatever he's doing now, it's it's crazy what he's putting into it. I don't think anyone else is going this deep right now in their filmmaking to go that far. Here's my problem, though. The man is amazing on a technical level. And he's a yes. fantastic writer. Um, or he was, at least. His yeah. his films always suffer from the same thing. And that is James Cameronisms. Um, Terminator 1 and Aliens don't really suffer from it that much. But every other film in his filmography. I haven't seen Piranha 2. So pretty much all the later ones, probably. So like Terminator the, the post, like... 2 and on. I mean... Even True Lies and The Abyss, definitely, and Titanic, definitely, and Avatar, fuck yeah, definitely. Um, they're just so hammy. Oh, they yeah. get so hammy, and and they they feel like nothing but spectacle. But underneath yes. all that spectacle, there is a good story. It just never really... It just feels like... Um, kind of what like Martin Scorsese said about um, Marvel films is mm-hmm. that it just feels like a roller coaster ride and nothing more. It feels like an, a, an amusement park attraction. That's what I'm. I'm hoping these other films that he's been. You know, he's kind of the way he's been doing these four. The closest thing I could think of in terms of that style was probably Lord of the Rings, where they just filmed all of them back to back in one place and he's been doing that for these ones and 
you know, who knows? They could. I who knows if he can pull off Dude. what Peter Jackson did well, with that. I mean, James Cameron's but, like a crazy old man. He's just like, I'm gonna be releasing them, and I'll be like, Yeah, sure, sure, sir, you're gonna do it. And when he does, it's gonna be severely underwhelming because just like Duke Nukem Forever and Aliens, Colonial Marines, and all those video games, these have been in production for so long, and he's had to start over so many times because technology keeps passing him that he just needs to sit down fucking do it and release it and get it over with yeah it's you know That's spectacle true. is it's either you're gonna do two things with the story oh shit um shot my glasses uh you're gonna either have a spectacular movie visually and the story's all right or you're gonna have an amazing story and james is always just like he knows how to do the story but the spectacle just always outranks it it's like when you it's like reading a comic where the uh writing is just meh but the art but the, you're, you're really just there for the artist yeah yeah you know if you're just and it, it takes both to really make a really good film but it kind of gets distracting at a certain point like too much is going on too much is like wowing you and you're just like immersed in one aspect but not in the entire aspect um anything that you could walk away from and then come back to where you're just like okay it doesn't i don't really care that i took a bathroom break i'm i'm, I'm fine like if you're not like oh fuck what did i miss like it's kind of like all right you're missing out on like a really good aspect of the film um yeah and he you know and that's good for him you know he we need a director to be doing stuff like that we need a director that's pushing the limits and doing this type of thing and paving the way but it doesn't mean it's going to be uh it's only gonna you're gonna remember it for that one reason and not for probably the intended reason uh the intended reason with a lot of this is the story you're trying to tell a great story and even with aliens i can think about both aspects like yeah the alien stuff was kind of cheesy but you know what i love the story arc and i love like the journey they go on and i remember that more than i will like the shitty graphics and like the ship when it's flying up and it's so super like cgi green screen and there's just the explosions were kind of like meh sometimes but i forget about that because i think about like everything that ridley went through ripley went through in the beginning and where she wound up aliens i, I don't fucking remember i mean not aliens uh avatar remember what the hell went on in that movie like yeah. i just remember it was pretty some ponytails kissed and there were some <laughs> mech suits you know like <laughs> ponytails oh, they did but, though they did really hard but overall like my final thoughts on it just it was it's great like i i would re-watch that movie for sure i can't really get tired of oh, it easily. and knowing that there's a regular edition and, and a special edition i actually want to see the differences like just to compare them that's how good of a film and how badass it is is that like even if I, there's a meh version i want to check that out to see why it's meh compared to this um but he nailed it and it's hard to nail sequels you know especially carrying off of someone else's property that's oh, that yeah. t- make it better than the original <laughs> at least for me Ooh, that's debatable i know many people will debate because it's then horror versus action at that that's, point practically that's pretty much why you know it's two but kind of separate genres saying saying aliens is just an action film is like saying predator is just an action film they trick yeah. you into thinking yeah. it is going to be an action film and then shit hits the fan and it becomes a full-blown horror film mm-hmm. that is true yeah. and that is true love the story like that's the cool part like on top of all that the films like this typically flop for me because i'm just like there's no nothing really grips me but this one you're like damn this whole way through you're entertained and you're just compelled at the same time but good stuff Hell yeah, good, good stuff. stuff for sure for sure next month also oh wait 
Aliens Fireteam comes out next week. What is oh, that? Really? What's that? It's it's like Left for Dead with aliens. Oh wow. Yeah. Ro- Roman's like what? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they they're making like eight new types of xenomorphs and every they're, they're going all in man i don't, listen, I don't want fucking iron. new xenomorphs i just want to i know i know shoot but they're, you know, cold iron studios is doing it which is a team it's oh, not it's a third person i'm out what is I'm it out, what's guys. it called i'm sorry aliens it's a uh, aliens team. fire team oh fire team okay yeah some yeah some fucking yeah fire oh i remember team hearing about something like this oh it starts at 40 dollars. it's not gonna be phenomenal but I'll wait it's, till it's it's li- it's literally Left for Dead with aliens. Yeah, that's what it is, and cool. they fucked it up has... the smart gun. How do you fuck? Up I'll let the you. Smart I'll gun? let you know how it is. I'll let you know how it is. I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm actually curious yeah. about it. Um, but, um, yeah, we're we're gonna say back to what we're gonna say. <laughs> well, I mean, Roman won't be here next month, but Cameron and I will be, and yeah. I am so hyped because I picked next month's movies. Uh, we're doing Mel Brooks month, and. In those picks were the producers, which I had never seen before. This is my first time watching it. Same. I still haven't watched it yet. I'm watching that tonight. It is. And, <laughs> you're going to have the song stuck in your head for days. Oh, um, no. And then we'll be doing History of the World Part 1, which is probably one of my top five favorite movies ever. I saw it in high school at the Jewish Community Center. <laughs> it is it's a very Jewy movie. It's, uh, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Mel Brooks is still to this day our most important Jew. So yes. you know, as he 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 is what we must protect. So, yeah, every day. And uh, Roman, yes, you know, it's been a very big pleasure, of course, having you here with us for four episodes. And you know, if you guys want to hear more of them with us, like you know, listen to Up to It, Down to It, where we just talk about a bunch of random shit unfiltered. I still have to edit this week's episode and. Roman, of course, had me. Oh yeah, gotta, uh, and, gotta and, have and you bleep some... out some good shit. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's that coming as well. It's gonna be uh, about cons. So our first conventions. It'll be a good time. It's gonna be about and... con. Exactly. We maybe we should do Star Trek eventually for this. Oh, I'm stage. in. Yeah, we we next. I'm sure you know that that's probably it for Roman for this year. But you know. Who knows what next year holds? We could probably get him in for some other film months. We don't even know what we have yet. He will so. be back. He will. He will return in uh, whatever years uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't put at the end of the credits where it's like he'll be back in this title, but we we'll, we'll see which one it is for sure. But Roman, that said, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at Revolver Roman. Um, or if you like buying Blu-rays, you can find me at Terror Vision Video. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Gotcha. And Brandon, where can people find you and your show? Check out Apollo City Comics on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Uh, we're doing our countdown to episode 100 and our third year anniversary. Uh, so keep an eye out for a lot of symbiote action and some really cool uh, crossover guests that we have coming on. So. Oh next boy! Episodes are gonna be dope. Wear some protection for those symbiotes. Just saying, guys. Yes. And of course, you can catch our show here that we're doing already at Sutra Side Talk the channel, which also has Sutra Side Talk the show, which we're still doing weekly. And uh, we had to do a couple pre-recorded episodes to prepare for uh, some Georgia Florida travels, but uh, that's still going on. And, of course, The Cut of Steel, we just did an episode on The Suicide Squad. 
and we had a great time talking about that. Uh, we'll be back again in September actually talking about DC Comics the and their just oversaturation of Batman and other things. <laughs> and of course, uh, like I said, up to it, down to it, we'll be out actually right before this. You can go back and look at it. It'll be about cons. But uh, keep an eye out as well on uh, Instagram for Sutra Side Talk and Apollo City Comics Podcast because we'll be doing potentially some live episodes while we're at... Disney World and Universal Studios, probably when in the middle of lines or something, but uh, we'll have some live stuff for you. So just, you know, follow both of those channels on Instagram and keep an eye out uh, for some live stuff coming. We'll try to do some posts uh, ahead of time to get people uh, some notice of when we're doing stuff or the days that it's going to happen. But you'll you'll see it happening, of course. But uh, with that said, thank you for being here, guys. And uh you know, if you see something hatching out of an egg, you should probably just not just throw fire at it, guys. Just throw fire at it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so long. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for Bye. Having.